Today is August 31st. I am Donovan, and this is Covered. If you guys are listening, we do appreciate it. Can't thank you enough for taking the time to listen to us today. If you like it, go ahead, tell a friend to tune in as well. If you don't, also tell a friend, have them listen, see if it's as bad as you think, but let them, let them make their own choices um, and, and develop their own opinion. But uh, we got a great show for you here today. We're going to go over some baseball, some more Fantasy Island. Last episode, we had Michael DiNardo on. He took Josh Allen, Devin White, and Hot Rod, Rodrigo Blankenship for his Fantasy Island. I had Patrick Mahomes, TJ Watt, and... Joey Sly. So we'll go over that as well. And then guess who's back? We have Drew back today. Um, fresh from his coaching dub, but he's about to join in on the red hot college football picks. Opening week kind of for teams, even though week zero was yesterday, but we're looking to get into it. But first things first, how did the Wildcats play? Oh, the Wildcats had – we had ourselves a good night on Friday night. The boys came out ready to roll. Um, it, we uh, we had ourselves a good game. It was, it was nice. We we did what we needed to do. That Let's just leave it at that. Do we think the boys covered the spread? From a coaching point of view, did they play well enough? Because, you know, great teams cover. So, did the boys – did the boys cover – that's oh, yeah. the most important thing. Boys had to have covered. I, I would have probably put that spread at probably minus four and a half. Oh. And uh, we ended up winning 42 to 17. So, boys not only covered, but hit the over too. So, I think we might have hit the over on our own. Absolutely dominated. Well, good to hear it. Glad to have you back. But, going to talk a little bit about baseball. I know I said not betting till playoffs. Still not, still holding strong, but we'll see. We'll see, you know. And then also, the Little League World Series ended. We talked uh, talked with Mikey last time about Gavin Weir, how he's being an absolute stud. Did you get a chance to see the kid play? I only heard highlights of it, and I, yeah. I understand that the kid's electric. Too bad he's, he's blowing his wad right now when he's, you know, 12 or 13 years old, and He's he's not saving some some gas in the tank for when he can actually make some money off of his talent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that is tough, but yeah. And then I was also wrong because I said Hawaii would probably play Japan in the finals. Apparently, Uncle COVID said no international teams this year, so Japan wasn't even in the tournament. <laughs> so it was an all USA deal, and Hawaii did not make it. And so then I also backtracked after seeing Gavin Weir just dominate and said. Dakota's probably going to win it. Nope, not them either. Michigan won. So, congratulations to Michigan. But, uh, yeah, that Gavin Weir kid, he's pretty good. I I, I could see him doing doing some things, but arm, I don't know. His his age, the arm, he's throwing like 600 pitches already. So, that's going to yeah. be tough. But uh, Tommy John's surgery is in his future, no yeah. doubt. The parents yeah. as well get the thing scheduled probably I don't know junior year of high school maybe senior year the way this kid's uh letting her rip but 
Yeah, yeah you know, he'll he'll make for an excellent addition to a local JUCO team there once <laughs> of age because yeah, he, his arm is just going to be destroyed. It's going to be yeah, it's going to be in a tough spot, especially because I was watching the highlights and he is throwing like off speed pitches and stuff. So, oof, that young throwing off speed, it's yeah, Tommy John could be calling him. It's not it's not great, but uh, yeah, I mean. It is what it is. He's dominating now. He's getting recognition. Maybe he'll be able to sign some some NIL deal deals before uh, before even getting to college. That'd who be- was the uh, who was the girl baseball player at Little League World Series a few years ago? What was her name? Monet Davis. Monet. 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 She was uh, she was getting Monet, after Monet, it. Monet. Yeah, oh yeah, show me the money. She she did well for herself later on. I think she's still in high school, balling it up, playing basketball. But you know, she she's probably still going to be able to make money off of her name yeah. and likeness moving into the future. So that's right. That's right. Power to players, right? That's and right. yeah, she also she was there for this the start of the Little League World Series this year. There was one girl who was catching. Um, only girl in the tournament, and Monet threw the first pitch out to her. So, hey, that was pretty cool. That is cool. Well, I I don't understand why we don't have more females in the tournament. To be honest, like there's some absolute stud softball players out there that yeah. could totally do what these twelve and thirteen year old boys are doing. Like, and probably be better at it honestly so yeah. i don't know what's going on what sort of mickey mass rules they got but let's get some more ladies in the little league world series ladies play baseball too yeah and i think yeah they definitely could but i do know there is like the little league world series of softball as well so maybe they're on those teams and don't want to play baseball i don't know but yeah they they can absolutely do it i mean we've seen it with monet i forget the girls team name this year but she was she was doing well. She she scored like the first round of the Little League World Series or something. She also mm-hmm. had like two doubles in like the first two games or something. So absolutely, get them out there. Stud, stud, you know, absolute studs. But uh, yeah, I think we gotta move on to the to the fantasy football. See who you would want to be on an island with one offensive player. One defensive player, one special teams. See if you can beat me and Mikey's teams, because, well, I mean, mine, mine's good. My, you'll probably be able to beat Mikey's. Shout out, Michael Nardo. But who we got? Well, first off, I'm an idiot, and um, I was somewhere in my my stupid head was thinking quarterback. And offensive player, not offensive player and defensive player. So I'll tell you who I got, and then we'll just find <laughs> it. Perfect. How it works. But my team would obviously win because I've got two offensive players. So you know that's that's cheating a little bit. But hey, you got to disqualified. <laughs> so first, first pick of the 2021 Drew Case beer. Uh, deserted island or what? What? What is it? Stranded island? Fantasy island? Fantasy island? Whatever the hell it is. Kyler Murray, right? Dude's a stud on the field. He's gonna be able to carry your fantasy team, but also you got him on the island with you. He's got that tiny little body. 
you don't gotta you, you don't gotta feed him a whole lot. You know what I mean? He's yeah. a little shorty. You give him a, a slice of coconut a day, maybe a little bit <laughs> of sushi, and then he's all good to go. But he can tear it up on the field. He's small enough to fit in those small cracks and crevasses to go get your plans and shit. So uh, hey, Kyle Murray, he's he's the number one pick. The sure. we'll skip special teams while I figure out my defensive uh, person here. But special teams wise, Justin Tucker going with the kicker from Baltimore. The reason I picked him, one of the best kickers in the league, right? I think he was he's been top one, top two for the past three or four years now. So um, you're talking about an offense that does a pretty good job getting the ball in the field goal range and then sometimes puts out, right? But uh, he, not only that, but you're on the, you're on the Island. You got to have a guy that is going to keep you entertained. And there's nobody that does better than Justin Tucker. The dude does a little bit of everything. He's a opera singer. He's a impersonator. He knows how to freestyle rap. I guess he knows how to play, the trumpet, the dude does everything. It sounds like I have no trumpets on no deserted island. It could have been, could have been a jazz bar on there at one point in time. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't make the rules here. I'm just making the picks. So Justin Tucker, you, you got to have him on the island there with you. But also fantasy wise, he's a pretty dang good kicker for an offense that you're looking for efficient offenses that don't know how to finish in the red zone. And I think that the the Ravens kind of fit the bill on that or even, you know, getting the ball within field goal range and then not being able to convert on those longer downs without having, having old um, Jackson run the ball. So that's, that's my second pick. And then for defense, man, let's see. That is a tough one. That is a tough. Who was, who was the original third of offensive players? Well, I I went with uh, Travis Kelsey. Yeah, I think he's a little bit soft. I don't think he's not soft, but like for the wild, I think he might be a little soft. He's got that reality TV show. He's all into fashion. So I thought about it, but I was like, meh. And then I was like, George Kittle, maybe. George Kittle, Iowa. Yeah. Stalked his Instagram. No hunting pictures, no fishing pictures. He's from Iowa, for Lord's sake. And nothing. Yeah. I know. No, I, I was going off entertainment factor there as well. You you got to have a guy on the island there with you that's going to be able to bunch of knuckleheads. Yeah, bunch of knuckleheads out there on that island. So he, you know, he doesn't make the cut because he's not a defensive player. So I'm I'm going to pivot here and follow the rules, and we're going with Jalen Ramsey, cornerback for the L.A. Rams, absolute stud, number one corner in the league, hands down. The dude's stats are insane. Like, he's he, – I think um, – I don't even know what the exact numbers were, but he played – who's the big-ass receiver for Seattle? What's his DK name? DK Metcalf. DK Metcalf. He played Nuke down in Arizona. So, he played both those guys twice a year. And he played – I believe he played Keenan Allen as well. And out of those five games – I think he allowed like two catches. It was something insane. The the dude yeah. is just legit on the field. But again, you talk about a guy off the field, freaking nature, being able to fend off any sort of 
alarming animals or predators. Predators, you know, oh, yeah. get him down there in the ocean and let him go, go get you some fish action. Hey, Jalen Ramsey, that's that's Jaylen the pick Ramsey. right there. Go ahead, lock up uh, the Case Beer Squad as champs of the of the Fantasy Island Draft. I mean, he did go. Florida State too, so maybe maybe we find one of them Seminole spears. Go, go sea fishing. Go spear some fish. Get you some meals. Don't hate it. Don't hate it at all. That's right. Well, and I, I was looking to see if Florida State was even on like the water. I don't know. It's in Tallahassee, so let's see. I'm pretty sure Tallahassee's pretty landlocked. So you know, like if you're on an island, yeah. So, could have that going against us, but, hey, he's, dude's a hell of a football player. He is. He is really good. So, I mean, yeah, if he can take that, take the defensive leadership to the island as well, might have a pretty good shot. Might might have a pretty good shot. But no Hunter Henry for you? I don't think so. He gotcha. just doesn't do it for me. I mean, I keep hearing – it's going to be his breakout year. Um, nobody ever says that, really. And so I thought we should we should touch on it here on the podcast because I've never really heard that it's going to be Hunter Henry's breakout year. Um, so fantasy value, um, definitely have never heard it's going to be his breakout year on ESPN or anything like that. Um, and he will definitely play all 16 games this year. And for the Pats, he'll for sure breakout year. So if you're looking to draft somebody, it'll be him. Um, definitely get your Hunter Henry picks in because, hey, said it once, said twice, four times. Hunter Henry breakout year. Breakout year. Go ahead, lock Look it. Look it up. Any fantasy expert will tell you the same. But I don't know if he's just going to be red hot, but something that is red hot is our college football picks. The last week, week zero, we uh we did a pretty pretty fine job, starting with the Nebraska Illinois game. Il- old Mikey gave the Illinois pick of plus six and a half. And guess what? They covered outright. So they won outright. I said love the under in that one. The time when I said the under was fifty five. Um, it. It dropped. It did because you you got that pick in too, right? Yeah, I I got the under at fifty two point five because I I made my bets the morning of. It's just something about those Big Ten unders, you know. But uh, I, I got it at fifty two point five. So Nebraska goes down and scores a scores a touchdown late to make the total fifty two. So I'm sitting there just you know stewing because the the PAT kicker is going to, you know, make it no problem. Dude shanks it. <laughs> Total stays at 52 under hits. I had Nebraska to cover, but you know what they say? The college football season doesn't start until Nebraska loses in a just <laughs> ridiculous fashion. So here we are week zero. We got it out of the way. What yeah. a garbage organization. Oh my God. Huskers are. And like, just so many bonehead plays. I think I went back just to like, and just like thought about it. And I think it should have been like a 29, no, 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 like a 21 to 
19 game or something like that. Because you got Taylor Britt returning, and he let the first one go, and it bounces out on the one. That was the first one of the game. I was like, the under's looking secure because these offenses could not do anything. The second punt he gets, starts it at the five, keeps going backwards, catches it on the two, walks into the end zone, throws the ball for What are we doing? Like, what? And then the third time, so there's two points um, on that one. The third time, he gets it again and almost gets popped for a fumble and is like, will you please take him out now? Like, what is going on? And then they give up a touch for Adrian Martinez, who I swear is in his 12th year of graduate school there. He's put... There's like 36 seconds left in the half, and he can't decide whether to pass or run, and they just knock it loose going into the into half and go score a touchdown. And so, okay, there's another mistake. Like, it was just mistake after mistake for Nebraska, and it was just like, how? You broke COVID protocol to practice, and you can't even figure these things out? What is going on? Yeah, it, it is ridiculous, and I think you kind of hit it on the head there's so much indecision with the team. Like, Oh, do I return this ball? Do I not? Do I run the ball? Do I throw the ball? It just, there's so much indecision. And I mean, that all goes back to the, the culture there. Right. Yeah. Like, and it's not, it, it's not something that's just happened this year. And this is no. a heartbreaking loss. I mean, look back at the, I think this is Frost's, this is third year. This is fourth year there. I think this, third. It's the same shit, different year. Like, Time after time, it's the same thing, and it, it is it is interesting. And here's a fun stat. So, well, let's let's play a little game. Can you name the top four winningest programs in college football from the past fifty years? Let's see if you can name the top four. Alabama. That's one. Notre Dame. Not on that list. I don't know what they are. They're they're close though. I'm sure. Texas. Not there. Florida. Nope. What? Nebraska. Nebraska. <laughs> They're number four. So what, who are the two other ones? Oklahoma. Oklahoma. And then one USC. more. USC. Nope. You're almost there. What conference? Give me a conference. Big Ten. Ohio State. Ohio State. So Alabama, 495 wins. Ohio State, 490. Oklahoma, 482. Nebraska, 471. And this is the past 50 years. So – Obviously, a lot of stuff has happened in the last 50 years, right? But Colorado State on that list? You know, um, I don't know if they cracked the top 50, to be honest. But, um, hey, you know, we've got some good years, bad years, whatever. They even but, have 50 wins the past 50 years? Yeah, they got to. It's going to be a long season this year for the old CSU Rammies. But um, back to the old Martinez at quarterback. What's confusing is that they had Taylor Martinez there. There we go. That's what it yep. is. I was talking with somebody. I was like, I swear. And it said he's only a junior. And then the person I was talking to was like, there had to be another Martinez before that because he's and he's a little bit older than me, but was like, I swear when I was in college, there was a Martinez there. And I was like, what is going on? Totally. No, and he's got a bunch of records there too. Like he, he was legit. He was, you know, probably – the last legitimate quarterback that Nebraska's had in a long time. And 
I mean, again, it's it, it's the same stuff, and we hear it a lot because we have Nebraska pretty much in our backyard in Colorado, but you hear it even more because you have CU fans here. So the Nebraska CU hate for each other, and yeah, you know, it, it it's hard to root for either of them. Even though I tend to lean towards Nebraska over CU in that game, oh, yeah. CU's had their number two. Which do they play each other this year? I don't even know. Um, I don't I know. Do I think they play at CU? Let me take a look real quick here. Could be totally wrong, but seems like a game that they were trying to trying to make happen again. Ah, it doesn't look like it, but not this year. Yeah. You know, just not a great situation for old uh, Nebraska. They, yeah, they're scheduled. They, they also that was the first game in history of their August games that they've ever lost. They were like fourteen and zero straight up in August in the history of the program. So, hey, way to net, way to etch your name in the record books once again, Scott Frost. Good, good job. Well, and their schedule doesn't get easier. No, they, they play Fordham. This this weekend they'll crush them. Then they play Buffalo, who's got a pretty salty team. Like that's Matt, not a TV game. Then they play Oklahoma. They'll beat by a hundred. Yeah, that's yeah. already a nineteen and a half point game in favor of Oklahoma. Oh my goodness! You know, then they got Michigan State. That's a toss up. Northwestern's legit. Michigan will beat them. Minnesota's always tough. At home. At not at Nebraska, not in Lincoln either. It's in right. Minnesota. So ski Uma, row the boat. That's yeah. going to be tough. It it's going to be a bad year. So I don't know what the over under is total for their wins, but man, it, yeah, it doesn't get easier either. In November, they got they got the old Buckeyes coming to Lincoln to start November. Um, then they get to go to Madison, play Wisconsin, and then the Hawkeyes come into Nebraska. So uh, they better hope they beat Fordham. <laughs> you, you talk about it, yeah, a team that could literally roll over and just tank the rest of the season. And, yeah. I mean, it could be sloppy real quick for Nebraska. But you never know. So they, they keep talking about how great of a coach Scotty Frost is. And I'd love to see I'd love to see uh, epic comeback from a minor setback. But I just don't think it's going to happen. There was one point during the game where I was just like, this is so bad that Scott Frost and the whole UCF program should never get to claim being national champions ever again, even though they went undefeated and whatever. Like, it's just not good. Like, wow. It's just so bad at Nebraska there. But, yeah, I mean, luckily, they were bad enough to keep the under in play, so that was nice. Um Perfect. Kept, yep. kept the, yeah, kept the teaser alive, but uh, and we hit the straight bet, so that was awesome. Um, then we had Fresno and Connecticut. Um, yeah, Fresno just absolutely dog walked Connecticut. The line was twenty eight and a half, or Fresno beat them by 45-0. Shut up, clean shut up. That was that was nice. Did you play that one? Um, I didn't play a whole bunch. I was out of service for the the weekend, but you know, um, just having the whole Nebraska thing kind of ruined the whole week zero for me because that was the one game that I actually got to like pay attention to. All right. So just again watching Nebraska 
take a dump was just it was awesome. You know, just great, great to have when you bet on a team who I'm pretty sure I said on this podcast was going to blow. So, yep. you know, shout out to me for not following. Shout me. out to you. So, yes. Yeah. That's the way yeah. But then we had the uh, Rainbow Warriors of Hawaii take on the Bruins and Chip Kelly. And uh, they just ran them out of the, out of the building. Uh, UCLA was just killing them. Unfortunately, this was the game that ruined my teaser because I did take Hawaii plus seven. So it was 24 and a half that they needed to cover. Um, they did not get it. Nope. Yeah. Um, it was Chip, tough. Chip's been there long enough now that he's got his recruits rolling. Yeah. You know? Like it's, um, it, it's, it's cool to see him, you know, be successful. Rebuild. Yeah. Also, he played Hawaii. Like, yeah. It doesn't I, I do think UCLA could be pretty good this year. Like I do know it is Hawaii, but they got a lot of returning guys. Um, and like you said, Chip's recruits are in there now in his system. So I do think UCLA could do some things. Obviously, they're not going to make crack the top four or anything like that. But I think UCLA could be pretty good squad this year. Yeah, quite a few senior, redshirt seniors on their roster too. Not just like – not just redshirt juniors. But, I mean, could be interesting. Could could look at that overwin total for UCLA. I was trying to find Nebraska. They're not even on FanDuel. For total wins, they just they Fanduel like okay, we're taking these guys off, get them off, garbage. Yeah, which I mean, probably makes sense. I don't blame them. It really does. And then kind of had these, I don't know, not definitely weren't nationally televised because I did find a uh, a viewing station through Valley Sports Arizona of the UTEP New Mexico State game. The cameramen are, are a bit rusty. It might have been the worst broadcast I've ever seen and had to listen to because I know you're, like, biased when you are in those. But the, one of the announcers kept saying, we, like, for New Mexico State. He's like, oh, we got a score here. Like, I understand you can be biased, but don't say we. Like, what is what is that about? Just yeah. Hey, hey, the Aggies here. They need a score a touchdown. Don't don't be saying, "Oh, we need a touchdown here." That's what, what is that? Bias for sure. And yeah, we get that a lot with high school sports. Is sometimes you'll get these junior broadcasters on, which are basically the their students at the local high school, or you'll get somebody from a local news program who covers your high school team, and it's the same yeah. thing. We need to do this. Like, hold up, brother. We don't need to do shit. Yeah. Us as a team do, you need to talk about the game. Yeah. And, you know, be a little bit more professional about it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. He was just saying, we all the time. Hey, we need to score. We need to get more first downs. And I was just like, this is not very professional. And then the cameraman couldn't even follow the ball in the air. It was tough. They're a little bit rusty, though. We'll give them a little bit of a break because it is, it is year one. And then. Or not year one. It was game one. Um, the sideline reporter, bless her heart. I mean, they even introduced her the first time. They said, new sideline reporter. This is her first game. She's got some work to do. But for being the first game out there, she hey, round of applause. She did great. She did great. 
Oh, well, it's the old, it's the old saying. It's it's the like go to phrase for announcers for you know week zero, week one. It's the oh, it's zero week for everybody. You know, it's zero week for the cameraman out here, and it's week one for the officials out here. Whenever they make a mistake, you know, it's like ha ha ha, good one. I thought this was a professional organization. You know, like when ESPN messes up and says they're thrown to a commercial break and then they don't, you know, oh, ha ha, it's week one around here. Like, no, 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 I'm paying good money to watch this shit. Exactly. And by that, I mean I'm streaming it on a website because I don't pay for cable. So get it real. Get it right. But then, yeah, I mean, UTEP covered just like they were supposed to. What? And so that's good news. We also said, hey, San Jose State, their wagon, they're going to take care of Southern Utah. They did that. Obviously, nowhere to stream that game. So don't know how that went. Don't know how the broadcast was. I'm assuming it was better than the UTEP-New Mexico State game. But maybe not. Well, we're getting to the point where if the streams continue, it's such a weird part of the year because you try to find these games and some of the streams just aren't working. So it's, it's a weak moment. You think to yourself, man, is this the time that I get cable now? Like, is it worth it? Should I do it? Should I pay for a streaming service? And then that week one of college football and NFL hits with red zone on and you find yourself up. You just excuse Archie in the background. You got a squeaky toy back out there getting after it. Um, he's a spaz, but you, as soon as that red zone hits on the stream, baby, it's on. It is on. But now we got week one. I'm going to give, let's see how many games we got that we're going to have. One, two, three, four, five picks for Thursday and Friday. The top 25 games, obviously not top 25 matchups yet because got to play the cupcake games. Get, then get into the real schedule. But got the Citadel going into Coastal Carolina to play the Chanticleers. Yes, well, on FanDuel currently, I don't know what sort of Mickey Mass offshore sketchy ass website you use, but I'm I am a legal by the book gambler, and that's how God intended it. But Same. that being said, they're not on the FanDuel app because I think that they are such heavy favorites. I don't know what what does yours say? Do you have a spread on that? So I am on an app that will not be named that gives spreads, just consensus. Um, unless they want to sponsor us, then maybe I'll throw in their name there. But um, it does say the Chanticleers are 35.5-point favorites against the Citadel. A lot of returners. I'm taking the Chanticleers in this one, minus 35.5. I do believe they will cover that one for sure. It looks like the line started at 31.5, too, and just moved well, its way. You talk about mullet city over there i don't know if the boys are still rocking the, the blonde dyed mullets for the old chanticleers but hard not to hard not to like a spread that favorable for them at home against the citadel do you have an over under for that game i'd hammer the over whatever it is because the, the shot yeah. they, they honestly might they don't care over the over by themselves they yeah. they throw fucks given they got a point to prove this year after having a really good season last year, they're trying to get back up into that top 10 Absolutely. and uh, make a name for the old shot. So I, I like the pick. I like it. Yep. And then we got 
two Utah schools going after it. Um, got the Utah Utes bringing in, welcoming in the Weber State. I believe it's Wildcats. This one's also sure. at 35 and a half. It was plus 27 and a half to start. The Utes, as well as UCLA, returning a lot of guys. I do also like the Utes to be good in the pack this year, just with returning production. Coach Witt's still there. Got a good squad. The over-under in this one's also 46 and a half. I'd probably, nah, no, I don't know if I'd touch that one, but I would take Utah minus 35 and a half because in the spring, Weaver couldn't score at all, really. Yeah, well, it's tough because, like, Utah was supposed to have the best, the best defense in the NCAA last year. And I was like, yeah, for sure. First game. Two years ago. Was it two years ago? Yeah. Last year, because they played Utah, and I hammered. So, excuse me, they played USC, and I hammered Utah, and they lost thirty-three to seventeen. So, you know, two years ago they were had like the best defense, and then lots of dudes went to the NFL. I think like eleven guys from their defense were in NFL camps, whether it's practice squad or just like um, on the actually on the team, and so they lost a lot of guys last year, but they were still like returning some guys, but they're, yeah, they're ready to go this year. We got, uh, we got the U insider over there. Insider. So that's, that's going to be very clutch for our Utah betting. Also another game, not on the fan duel. So not yet. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe as it gets closer to Thursday, that'll pop in, but you can another favorite here, 35 and a half. Um, Go ahead. Take the Utes to win that one. And then Big Ten, Ohio State. The, sorry, I apologize. The Ohio State going in and playing Minnesota. Got P.J. Fleck rowing the boat. Ski you, Ma. Are you on the Gophers? This one's tough. They're at Minnesota. They're going to have new quarterback, right? Um, I believe they're going to have new running back as well. I mean, it's, it's always tough with Ohio State because they're such an NFL factory that they lose dudes every year. But you know that their second and third stringer guys are better than anybody else. 14 and a half is a lot of points. So I would probably throw in Ohio State into a teaser. Yep. Gun in my head, I would put – I would take Ohio State minus 14 and a half. That being said – Definitely hammering the over of 64-and-a-half because I think there will be a lot of points scored one way or the other. If Ohio State covers 14-and-a-half, I could see this being a, a total blowout, like, yep. you know, 21, 28-point blowout, which I think Minnesota will end up scoring some points too. So I, I like this game more as a teaser game. Yeah. Throwing it in your teaser, getting, you know, six-and-a-half, seven points extra on that. I definitely like Ohio State by, you know, um, eight points. I like that better than 14 and a half, right? Yep. Just you, there's that unknown. Yeah. So I'm probably going to tease this one, but also it's going to be prime time Thursday night. So you, know, you got to sprinkle a little action on it. I mean, come on. Yeah. I'm with you on Ohio state. I mean, absolutely disappointing year last year for Minnesota, but I think the trend continues and 
Ohio State just boat right boat racism. Um, speaking about rowing the balls, they they're gonna be rowing that boat, and Ohio State's gonna bring out that yacht and just take care of business and show them who's boss. But uh, yeah, we're rocking with Ohio State. I to yeah. that one. I agree, and I mean it's uh, it's it, again Ohio State. They're just so good at this NFL factory, just churning out player after player after player. They got the number one recruit. <laughs> Archie's getting after it. Archie's, Archie's Archie agrees. Archie agrees. <laughs> um, but the, they got the number one recruit in the country coming in. Well, junior, he's foregoing his senior year. Yeah. Um, from I believe it's West Carroll, East Carroll. It's it's one of the Carroll schools in Texas. It, it, you hear that arch? Yep, he he's loving it. Um, he loves CG, but big time mullet guy. So look for him to over the next couple of years get in for Ohio State. He's going to be a stud. But I yeah. couldn't even tell you who their quarterback is. CJ Stroud's the quarterback for Ohio State. Also the number one recruit last year. So he's coming in. He's going to take care of business. But uh, yeah, that is. That's a tough one. And then we got uh, a little Southern Utah action again. They just got waxed by uh, San Jose State, and now they get to go into Arizona State. Um, I would just take the over in this one because it is a 44-and-a-half-point game, um, and the over is at 55-and-a-half. So I think Arizona State's just going to go ahead and – lay the wood to them and score all the points. Yeah, I'd like to know the um, dollar amount that they're being paid to go to Arizona State and play this game. Oh, what do you think? Over under 500,000? Uh, under. Probably like 200,000. Wow, you think so? I don't yeah. Know that it's, I'll bet it's a pretty hefty payday for the old Southern Utah boys. Uh, I mean, there's a price for everything. Getting your ass kicked for 500k feels a lot better than 200k. So that's true. It's always like those memes of like, would you would you take a punch in the face from Mike Tyson for one billion dollars, dude? I would let Mike Tyson punch me in the face every day if you gave me one billion dollars. Like punch from Tyson for a Klondike bar. Like who cares, man? Like, and it's a good. That's right. I got knocked the. Fuck out by Mike Tyson. Like, who cares, yeah. man? You know? Yeah. Dollar amount on it, if I had to take a punch from Mike Tyson, I don't know. I'd probably say anything over, like, two grand would be pretty sweet. Yeah. You know? Like, whatever. Yeah. Go jello on the ground. You're going to – the concussion will only last for a couple of days. The CTA yeah. is forever, but, hey, whatever. It's, it's Mike Tyson. Cool story. Two Gs in your pocket. Go throw it down on the blackjack table because you know you're going to be in Vegas. You know? That's right. That's right. Make more money off the money you made. Perfect. But then we got, I think, kind of the game of the week for ranked well not true because saturday there's some good ones but on friday we got north carolina heading into blacksburg against virginia tech five and a half point game over unders at 64 who are you rolling with yeah for this one you got to go with coach mack going into virginia tech tough place to play for sure but I, I mean, these zero-week games, it, it, it comes down a lot of the time when these close ones to 
who's the better coach. Yeah. Right. Five and a half could be a lot at Virginia Tech. Again, very hostile environment, but I'd be leaning towards North Carolina minus five and a half. Again, we're we're gonna throw out some some tasty teasers for the folks. We love our college football teasers, but this is a this is a a spread that I would totally tease. Yeah, I, I would take North Carolina um, in a teaser as well. But honestly, too, I like under sixty four and a half. I don't think that the offenses in this game are gonna be churning the way that they're hoping. So I'm, I'm leaning toward under 64.5 is what we got right now. Again, throw it in a teaser. I'm telling yeah. you, if you like it and it's tasty, throw it in a teaser. You can get some pretty good stuff with them teasers. Yeah, yeah. And I'm on, on it with you as well. I know everybody says, don't cross the zeros with your teasers. But, you know, North Carolina, if you give them plus – two and a half or some places you can tease it and then buy a point. If you could get them plus three, I mean, that's a steal. Um, also the over, I do like the over here. I think max, I think it could be like a 40, 30 ball game. Um, North Carolina scored a lot of points last year. Um, and so I think they're going to do the same thing with the returning production um, and just keep it rolling. I mean, I'm going to, I would, I'm personally going to go ahead and take that over, but also tease it as well. I would take the over in a teaser other than the spread just because Blacksburg, they're going to have Enter Sandman rocking as the boys come out. And so North Carolina didn't deal with that last year. So True. I would yeah. I would take the over. It could get out of hand. But, uh, yeah, no, you're right. We got, we got some tasty, teasy plays. And so I'll – throw out my teaser real quick um it's pretty much a favorite teaser just buying down some spreads but take the chanticleers um mine are always plus seven um i know it's a little decreased odds but i do like the the plus seven just because it is a touchdown unless there's a hook to it then i'll do a plus seven tease and then buy the hook which also decreases the odds but i mean buying the hook's important because I will say a push is better than a loss. Um, so taking the Chanticleers first off, buying that down to minus 28. So just a nice little four-tutter game um, between them and the Citadel. Then going to take Utah, minus 35 and a half. We'll take that down to 28. I'll buy that half point. Decrease the odds a little bit. Then Ohio State, minus seven. Take that all day in Minnesota, absolutely. Um, And then I'm going to take the over in the Arizona State-Southern Utah game um, of it will be over 48. By that point again, by the hook, just saying – you would be really mad at yourself if you don't buy just to have a point just to decrease the odds just ever so slightly in your favor. Um, then going to tease that over 64 in the North Carolina-Virginia Tech game, make it over 57. I mean, that's that's the play. That's pretty, that's pretty sweet. I Again, I, I do my betting on FanDuel, which I might have to switch pretty soon because they got this freaking Mickey Mass app here but 
basically they don't let you take a teaser with a spread and a over under from the same game and the same teaser. So that's pretty tight. But um, yes, let me see. Do, 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 do. I've got Ohio State. Um, this is my teaser. I've got a four-team teaser plus 250 plus seven points on the teaser. So taking out Ohio State, that puts them minus seven and a half. I've got Jacksonville State. Coach Prime at home against UAB. They're currently plus 14 and a half. I love this pick. Putting Jacksonville State at plus 21 and a half. Coach Prime's going to have the boys ready to roll again. Zero week, or excuse me, week one. Great coaches are going to affect a lot of these games. And Coach Prime, I think, is a really great coach. He brought in a lot of a lot of talent to help him out there at Jacksonville State. So I'm I'm adding them into the plus seven teaser here. Also, UCF playing Boise State at home. They're currently minus five and a half. I'm taking them with my teaser. That puts them at plus 1.5. Boise State going down to the swamp. No chance those Mountain Mormon boys are going to be able to handle it. And ain't no blue turf down there at UCF. So go ahead and take UCF plus 1.5 there with the teaser. And then finally, I got North Carolina. They will also be plus one and a half points there too. So that's a four-team teaser plus seven. Takes you to a total of plus 250. The teasers are so back. We love teasers. Tease me and please me. We love them. The teasers are back. We are back. We'll be back again on Friday, I do believe. But until then, we got you covered. We got you covered. Football's back, baby. See you Friday.